welcome everyone to a circle debate rest of delorean and cage my iq podcast ladies and gentlemen new japan show we are back in action finally i know we took a quick wrong break for new japan but we were just overwhelmed with a lot of professional wrestling been happening <laughs> besides new japan especially yeah. with the drama that has been happening so we don't want that to be a part of new japan we want it to be different different culture but we're here we're back ladies and gentlemen Dan will be joining us shortly, as you know. But right now, of course, you have ourselves here, the blood, los hermanos, the bloodline here, a podcast, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. That is right. We the ones, we the ones, right there, Devin. You're watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My other host here, my brother, mi hermano, Mike De Niro, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling Delorean and Circle Debate podcast as well. The host. What host. up? What up? What up? Yeah. I'm so excited, man. It's been a while, and I can't wait to talk New Japan. I love talking New Japan. Oh man, absolutely, man! And it's a hot day in Southern California for me. That's why I'm drinking a nice cold beer for that reason because it's hot out here. <laughs> so if you hear the background, the wind, it's hot, and I'm dying. You see, because it's hot. You know, for all our, <laughs> all our Alia platform listeners too. But oh, man, it's hot over here in New York too. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. But Jesus, but man, even though we did not, you know, cover the beginning of Burning Spirit or even prior to the Burning Spirit Tour, when they had the regular matches, they had the regular tours. But one thing we would like to say, you know, Mr. De Niro and I, about the New Japan Show, which we're going to be covering September 23rd, I'm sorry, September 25th, we'll be, covering, we'll be covering the Sunday show. But before we get into it, I wanted to say congratulations to all the fans in Japan. It was so emotional to see them finally get the cheer and get the oh, 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 amazing. I was so happy for them and seeing Tanahashi crying and you know thanking the crowd for like for being so patient of waiting for this long time for like a year and a half, I believe so, of not cheering and you know seeing. Uh, I think the last one before the whole Bernie Spirit started, I think it was Tanahashi and uh, Okada. I think against TBMK, I don't recall who was the they face, or I think it was uh, Jay White. Yeah. But seeing Tanahashi crying and showing emotion of joy of tears and also behind the scenes, it, it really touched my heart to see that. I was really – and to see the fans finally get to cheer. So I don't know how you felt. You felt the same way, Daniel, when you finally get to see that crowd cheering. What was your feelings? What were your thoughts going through your mind when you finally get to see the Nichicon crowd finally able to be clapping? I thought it was beautiful, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment and very emotional, especially with Tanahashi, like, showing that emotion, showing his thanks for the people to be able to cheer. You know, us fans in the United States, we we dealt with the pandemic just like the rest of the world, but we've had fans back since last year. So it's been over a year we had fans back and back to normal and the fans going crazy and the chants and all that. In Japan, they haven't had that. You know, a year later, after we had fans in America back to the show's, they haven't had that, you know, interaction with the fans. The fans were able to go, but they were very limited on what they could do. So it was a beautiful moment to finally hear, like, the fans get behind the show again and, like, get to, like, cheer and just have fun, you know. And I think that the wrestlers appreciate it just as much as the fans appreciate it. So it was a beautiful moment. Absolutely was, man. I, I, I was really stoked, really happy, and I can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom. That's what I'm waiting for. And oh, hell yeah. These upcoming events, and oh, my God. But we're here, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into it, before we get into burning recap, one more thing I wanted to go ahead and say, of course, do not forget, for all you male and females out there, for all of our audio platform listeners as well, 
make sure you put on the code DeLorean for the 20% off of your Manscaped merchandise. Make sure you go to manscaped.com, put on the code DeLorean so you get 20% off, courtesy of Mr. De Niro here for the rest of the DeLorean Thank podcast. You. Make sure for all of our audio platform listeners as well. DeLorean, code DeLorean, 20% off of anything of your merchandise for the male and female. So make sure, especially for the males, want to mm-hmm. keep that nice and clean and smelling yep. good. You know, you want to you know sure. they, they say on the website, your balls will thank you, but so will she. So definitely get 20% off on manscaped.com. <laughs> that, is, that is right. <laughs> Manscaped, see, we'll this sponsorship for you. But all right, but let's get into it. We're going to get into burning recap. So there was the burning spirit recap, of course, that happened. Wow, I mean, it was a long. We're not talking. We're not going to speak all of it, ladies and gentlemen. No, we're not. We're only going to speak the important ones that really happened. Which was one. We're going to talk about the one on Sunday that happened on September twenty fifth, which that card was incredible. But we're not going to talk about all the card of burning uh, spirit for that one. We're only going to talk about the main key matches. Developing the storylines that we're seeing already happening. So I want to get into first with this one right here. And that is, of course, LIJ versus Suzuki Gun. And that is, of course, Tetsuya Naida, Naido and Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. I wouldn't digress on this one. I love how this storyline for both of them, for all four of them, as a matter of fact, how it's going especially with Nido feuding with Zack Zombre. We finally get to see them actually having a great feud. And it's, and it's so hilarious how, you know, Nido, of course, and then you see Zack Zombre. What, what are you pointing at? What, what's, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what the hell are you Standing right at? behind him, like, what are you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at? Standing right behind him. And, of course, we see Sonata and Taichi having their – of course, who has the best tits in the game is in New Japan, of course, <laughs> and switching <laughs> off fast. But I really enjoy – I'm enjoying these few for these four individuals, and it's leading to where it's, it needs to you know, lead up to. I know for a fact, which we'll get into the predictions for Royal Quest too. but I'm waiting for how the Sonata and Taichi, if, are they going to put that one at power declaration? Uh, because I don't see it on the Royal Quest card. But this so far, I'm invested. This feud has been going on since the G1 um, for all 40s individuals, and even to continue after the G1. So, Denaro, give us your thoughts about this. You know, first of all, this match. I know it wasn't an incredible match, but however, it's it, it's telling the story how it's developing between these four individuals, their storylines right after the G1. So, break it down for us, brother. What do you thought about this? Yeah, I mean. The match was fun. I, I enjoyed the matchup. Like you said, it wasn't like incredible. It wasn't a classic, but for sure it was fun. It was decent enough for me. And I like how they are basically intertwining two storylines at once right now with all four men. Like you said, you got um, Sonata and Tai Chi who's continuing to show respect to each other. Uh, even on the English commentary, Kevin Kelly was like, why don't they just kiss already? Because after the <laughs> matchup, they uh, exchanged masks as a sign of respect. Like that was like the peace treaty between them. And then you got yes. the storyline. I like how they told the story of, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito being that in the 2021 G1 Climax, Zack Sabre Jr. was the one who spoiled Naito, and then Naito got his revenge on Zack Sabre Jr. in this year's G1 Climax. So I like how this has been going on, and they're telling that story that they had this long rivalry, and it's going to be coming to a head soon. So I think that it was a really cool matchup that told two stories at once. So it did its job for me. Oh, man, it did. Yeah, and I'm loving how Gato and how they're booking these storylines 
together. And and that's the one thing that people don't kind of understand why New Japan book a lot of those a lot of either a regular tag team or a six man or eight man could be a ten man, but it tells a story because each one of them yeah. are having a storyline individually or even as yeah. a tag team. So it, and, that, and it makes total sense for them to do this and continue it. And and I'm I mean, what are your thoughts? You think you're gonna book Sonata Taichi for Power Decoration coming up? You know, right after World Quest. I mean, because it's not being booked here in this card tonight event coming yeah. up this weekend. So, do you feel that this is, might be the one that we're going to see night uh, Sonata and Taichi finally, you know, one on one one last time at Power Decoration? I can see it going down there um, for sure. I, either that or um, King of Pro Wrestling is also coming up soon too. Is it right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I can see it maybe that. going down there as well. So I think that um, they probably have one more one on one matchup, and then. I could see them both leaving their respective factions and teaming up with each other. They've been showing respect to each other. So I think that uh, what's called you have Tai Chi leaving Suzuki Goon and you have Sonata leaving LIJ and then maybe they form a tag team, which I wouldn't be mad at because it really does seem like Sonata was going to be next up like a year ago. But right now he's not nowhere near that realm. So why not put him in a tag team, put him with uh, Tai Chi and have them go after FTR? Oh, I like that. I like the that's ooh, that's a good one. I you know what I didn't think about that. Okay, all right. Especially with World Tag League coming up, that could be like a sleeper tag team for the World Tag League. You put them oh, together. Oh man, I I can't wait. That's the one that I'm really really looking forward to. Yeah, and I'm waiting for the announcement. I'm waiting for the the brackets. I'm waiting for everything else and what they're gonna announce. But man, let's and then this other matchup here that I was really invested. And that is, of course, the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship. Taiguchi and Master Waddle versus TJP and Francesco Kira. Of course, from part of the United Empire. Now, this match, I really enjoyed. It was fantastic to see. Uh, you know, mainly for me, I, you know, seeing Akira putting out what he, he could show. And another underrated star. And I'll be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't like, hey, okay, he's just another guy, another regular, you know, Pro wrestler for me, it wasn't. I wasn't much invested of his character, even when he joined uh, with United Empire. But yeah. seeing the chemistry that him and, and TJP develop as a tag team, and then seeing what they they could go with Master Wado and Taguchi, and mind you, that Taguchi is a legendary in the junior heavyweight division, along with Master Wado. But I can say this matchup was it. I, I enjoyed it. It was amazing. Uh, just that finisher, what you know, TJP and Akira has. Uh, so devastating, but I really, I'm happy for them that they retain first title defense for them. They finally retain. So now, what's next? I mean, who do you, I mean, if we look at the junior heavyweight roster, who who's next for you know to challenge for these tag team titles? So give us your thoughts overall about this match and who should be the next ones up to challenge these two individuals. Yeah, this matchup was really good. I, I really enjoy the team of Akira and TJP. I've been a big TJP fan for a long time. I mean, a long time. I'm talking about fucking the Puma days. I was a fan of his. So definitely, like, I, I think that it's really cool that it's the dynamic of the team is TJP is taking Akira under his wing as, like, his, I guess, his, like, sensei or whatever within the uh, United Empire. This matchup was really good. A lot of action. And Akira, just like you said, he's growing on me too. I think that he's going to be a star. He's very young. He's very young, yeah. and he could definitely continue to grow if he's going this pace and become a big star in wrestling. 
But putting him with someone like TJP, who's a veteran who's been everywhere, he's been wrestling in Japan and Mexico way before everyone knew who he was on WWE, TNA, or anywhere else. He's been on the California scene and training in the, the New Japan Dojo in L.A. So the guy, if anyone has experience that could teach a young kid in the next generation how to go, it's TJP. So I love the dynamic of that team. Um, I, I like Master Wado. I think that it's really cool that they have him teaming up with um, – with uh, with oh god, what's his name? Taguchi. Yeah, Taguchi. Yeah. Yeah, Taguchi. Guy, I, I always mess up the fucking uh, pronunciation. Let's go down, Tim. What's up, Tim? What's good, That's bro? That's right, our brother from another mother right there. For make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Index podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah, Kim, yeah. That is yesterday on the Delorean. It was a lot of fun, man. Oh man, absolutely, it was fun. Check it out the replay links from on our channel. You might want to appreciate you it, yeah. check that out. But yes, Talking yeah, he's running late. Dan is running late, so he'll be on pretty soon. But yeah, <laughs> so you were saying Ta- Taguchi, yes. Yeah, Taguchi and Wado, they, they make a good team. Um, I feel like Taguchi been in a team with almost everybody in the junior division now. He, he's he been around for a long time, a long time. But, you know, he's still got it. He still could go. But right now it's TJP and Akira's time. Right now the United Empire is just killing it. Um, who's next? That's going to be interesting. Um Maybe I, I could see ELP and uh, Taiji Ishimori, maybe. That could be a good team to go against them. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think that we'll get more answers when we get to the uh, Super Junior Tag. Uh, are they doing it at the same time as the World Tag League? Yeah, they're doing the, it at the, the same time. The Junior the Tag? Yeah, the Junior yeah. Tag and then the Heavyweight. Yeah, so they're going to mix it up. So I'm really. So I guess we'll get more clarity. Yeah, we'll get more clarity on who's up next after that. But it's going to be very interesting. I would like to see them, you know, continue to. I know they're also in New Japan strong. I would like to see them travel around a little bit. They would be a great team for AEW. AEW brings in a lot of these uh, New Japan strong teams and these New Japan teams. It'll be interesting to see maybe like the Acclaim versus the United Empire. It would be interesting to have guys who are like. Give them Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, like guys who are in that junior division and could go. I think that that would be interesting. Oh, no, yeah, indeed. Uh, another one that I forgot to add here, but I'm going to get in the picture now, which, you, you know, you mentioned e, uh, you mentioned ELP. Uh, I'm liking his welcoming in the heavyweight division because now – Yes, that yeah. – I love this match right here, even though I forgot to add it on the card, but this one right here – you know, seeing them fighting over who's your daddy, I'm your daddy, no, I'm your daddy. I'm like, it's man, so and simple I, and so stupid, but so hilarious. <laughs> uh, so just to hear Shingo saying, oh, I'm your daddy, no, I'm your daddy. I'm really loving this. And this is a great feud for ELP to start in his debut in the heavyweight division. Now that, you know, after the G1, he, he already mentioned that he's done with the mm-hmm. junior heavyweight. And this is a great feud to start with a former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, as Shingo. And of course, they're going to have their matchup coming up. And I think there is, is remind you, it's a KOPW one, and that's going to be a power declaration. And that's going to be for Who's Your Daddy's match. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to how they're going to how they're gonna do that one. So I'm fucking looking forward. Like, that is like the least New Japan style, like, storyline right now. But it is hilarious because, you know, New Japan doesn't do too much comedy like that. It's a lot of more, like, yeah. subtle comedy that they do. So yeah. it's like a breath of fresh air when they do comedy like that. But to hear Shingo say after the victory, I'm your daddy now to uh, 
uh, to El Fantasma, and El Fantasma's like, no, I'm your daddy, and they like go back and forth. Like, that's not something you expect when you're watching a New Japan show, but definitely that was a funny-ass moment. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, bring that up. Let me, let me, let me bring this picture. I have to bring it up because <laughs> after the match, I couldn't believe he did it. I was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, he yeah. He's banking him. banking him. Who's your daddy? Who is your fuck? Oh, man. Give him uh, that discipline. That discipline that he was giving on El Fantasma. <laughs> that's how you know. That man, oh man, that feud is gonna be something, man. I'm really loving it. And also, one of the this is the picture I was looking for. Um, you know, we were before we were uh, we switched on, but I wanted to see this is where I love too about uh, Tai Chi and Sonata right mm. there. The switch in the mask that was awesome. The peace that treaty, is, the peace treaty was that, that was awesome. I, I, I'm that's really... why I could see them as a team, I could see them just leaving their respective factions because. Yo, both of them been in fucking their faction forever. It's mix it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Sonata been in Lij since Lij was a thing, and then he was, was had, he the first member. Oh no, it was I evil, believe, right? He, he was the first evil, Sonata. I believe it was evil first, and then <laughs> Sonata was second, and evil and Sonata became the tag team. And then uh, what's it called? Uh, fucking Tai Chi been in Suzuki Goon for a long ass time as well. So oh, yeah. I mean, switch it up a little bit. Have them. It doesn't have to be like they get kicked out or anything, but hey, we're not doing that right now. We're gonna go do our own thing and be a team and enter the World Tag League. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm. That'll be something. If if just seeing Sonata Tai Chi team up, oh man, I, I I've been saying it for quite some time. I think that will be, and I can already picture them making their own stable, mm. just a four man stable. I think maybe if they go to the four man stable, we'll be okay. Who would you um, add? Oh, that's a good question. That is, I don't know who I would add. Who would I add for them? I don't know. Like it's tough. Um, but I like them as a tag team so far. I mean, that'd be. Oh man, I, I wish. You know who I would add if they had a stable? I would add Yudro Takahashi. As much as I like him in uh, the Bullet Club, he's another guy who could switch it up, and you know, a little bit of a change could give him a little bit of a boost. So I think he would fit with them too. That's true. I think it fit. You're right. I think that he will definitely fit on that. All right. And then I wanted to move on to, let's see here. I'm trying to look for the damn picture, but I couldn't find options. But yes, yeah, so the never open weight championship, of course. We have Carl the Machine Gun Anderson versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And man, all I can tell you is. That match was actually great. I really, extremely enjoyed that match. Um, it's great. It's great to see Carl as a singles competitor, and I, I really enjoyed the fact that uh, how he, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't seen the New Japan version of Carl Anderson, and I think this match is very, <laughs> very, very different. And to see that, I was just like, I was really happy. Uh, Tanahashi, of course was short on the upset, but there was a lot of interference in this match. Of course, we did have um, big, you know, big dog, dog gallows interfering, but of course, we had Torriano coming and making the save, and then from there, it was just interference after interference, and then the aftermath, of course, we did see Carlos pick up the win, but then uh, we see they, the Bullet Club beating up Tanahashi and Torriano, and then we see Tama Tonga making this trying to make the save as Jay White's come up before him. 
and then we're all beating up on Tanahashi, and then Tamatan comes out for the save. But then, you know, we see Tamatan coming back, and then we see Hikulil walking in. I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And, and I was just like, oh, no. What is really going to happen? But no. Hikulil turns on the Bullet Club, and he rejoiced with his brother. As now they are now as... Hikuleo turns on Jay White and the Bullet Club rejoice with his brother, the Covenant of Destiny. And I I was in shock. I did not expect this to happen at all. I did not see this coming. I'll be straight honest. You did not see this coming at all. So, man, break it down, brother. What are you, what were your thoughts when you saw this happening? Were you like, oh shit? Talk <laughs> yeah. to I didn't expect it. I don't know how you you talk, talk to me, brother. Talk to me. No, yeah, I, I didn't expect it either. I thought that Hikaleo was just not going to get involved with this because, you know, Tom and Tonga got kicked out of the Bullet Club a couple months ago, and there hasn't been much mention of what Hikaleo thinks about this because that's his brother. But I love the fact that they're telling the story that, you know, family is beyond fucking faction loyalty because – he, you know, you see your brother get kicked out. You see your brother fighting your fucking leader. It's like, who are you going to side with? Of course, you're going to side with your blood. So I think that that was a great moment. And it's really cool because, you know, it gives Hikaleo something to do also. He's a big guy who's very talented, who always gets lost in the shuffle with the rest of Bullet Club. So here now, he's going to get more, I think, of a push. And until Tungaloa comes back, you could do Tama Tonga teaming up with Hikaleo as the Gorillas of Destiny and see what they could do as a tag team. But mm -hmm. for sure, I think it was a great moment. Um, it didn't make sense to me for him to still be in Bullet Club as his brothers got kicked out because, like, that's just not realistic. Um, that would be like if right now in the bloodline, if they kick out Solo Sokoa and the Usos are cool with that. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, that, like, yeah, you're my cousin, but that's my brother. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with the decision to make Hikaleo leave Bullet Club and join his brother. Only thing I hope is this is not a double turn. I hope that this, is, this isn't like the Luchasaurus and um, Jungle Boy Jungle shit Boy. where they, they made the turn, but it's like, really, we see it again. Um, part of me part of me could say, because I know Jay White will be facing Tamatanga for the champion, and I, I just hope that it's not Hikaleo who screws over his brother to help Jay White win, and then that becomes a feud. It, it just makes more sense to me right now to have Hikuleo team up with Tamatanga. Well, I mean, not only that, but if you notice, too, the, the aftermath of that, I think Hikuleo's going to have something in mind, and that is, of course, the never-open-weight championship. As Carl mm -hmm. Anderson was like, what, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Why? Why do you have a belt? <laughs> hey, it's all your fault, Doc. It's all your fault. And I, I, yeah, I mean... That's very intriguing to see, of course, Tamatanga holding the IWGP World Heavyweight title. And then we see, you know, Hikuleo holding never will never open weight. Yeah, I am invested. I, I, why not? I wouldn't mind putting Hikuleo versus Carl Anderson for that never open weight championship. At least it gives some, you know, some, something to do for Hikuleo. I'm why not? I'm invested. I, I think that would be imagine if they did, they, they did put him the belt. On him, if they did, and he could bring that belt to the state to New Japan Strong, which we've yeah. been dying to see to have here for quite some time. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll what see are, why what not. See what, 
yeah, see, see what you could do with it. Like I, I said it, I believe it was the last episode of the um the New Japan show we did right before we took our little break. I was really stressing that the guys that you have on that like teetering level is not going to really grow if you don't give him the chance to grow. So give him the title. If he fails with it, he fails with it. But if he doesn't fail with it and becomes a success with it, you have another star in your hand. So you'll never know until you take that chance with these guys. So with that being said, I mean, I don't think it really hurts Carl Anderson to lose that title. Carl Anderson, first of all, that matchup, I just want to say that matchup with Tanahashi was fucking amazing. I, I was seeing shades of 2012 G1 Climax Carl Anderson in that matchup because if you remember, I feel like that was like his best singles year when he was in that G1 and went to the finals against Nakamura. Like, I think that Carl Anderson as a singles wrestler is very, very good and underrated. A lot of people think of him now as a tag team specialist because of his teaming with uh, Doc Gallows for like the last like 10 years. But before that, he was a hell of a singles wrestler. And I like that he's getting that chance with the never open weight title to have more singles matches against top tier talent like Tanahashi. But like I said, I don't think it hurts him to lose that title. And if he's going to lose that title, I want it to be against somebody who needs that push to go to the next level. So I'm all for Hikaleo winning that title. Oh, man, indeed. I, I'm looking forward to see how they develop that feud and what we're, we're going to see at Royal Quest, so, you know, but we'll get into that. But the main event, the one that was Ooh. how Tim says, banger, 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 banger. <laughs> yep. I, have to say it, I have to say it, Tim, if you're still on, I mean, but I had to say it for you, brother. But hashtag man, this, banger. Hashtag banger. And that is the IWGP U.S. Championship David Finley versus Will Osprey. Man, I, 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 I'm deep when I have to. I, I, yes, when I have to. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> such good shit. It was good shit. If oh. you have not watched this match, ladies and gentlemen, go back and watch this. Go to subscribe to NewJapanWorld.com and you can watch all your Japan shows, ladies and gentlemen, and each best song. But yes. This match, it fucking delivered. Great storytelling. Fire, just overall from the beginning until towards the end. You know, with David Finney smashing, you know, Will Ospreay's fingers with a shillelagh on the table. He sold it very, very well. And then just seeing, you know, uh, Greg Gideon just trying to, you know, wrapping up his fingers. Like, hold on. Like, oh, and then they pulled it back in. I think that he dislocated them. That was a hell of a showcase that they did. I was like, oh, yeah. oh. But it did sound nasty. Though. I was like, oh, my God. Like, even me, I went, I went like this. <laughs> he wasn't selling it. That shit was real because during the, the post-conference, you saw the bruises. His whole fucking hand was bruised up. Was, so was. that was a real hit with the fucking shillelagh. God, oh, man, man, that was a hard, that was a hard hit. Hell he yeah. took it like a champ. I don't know how the hell he took it like a champ, but... Just Let me say something. My, my grandmother is Irish, right? I'm, I'm part, part Irish. And they had a shillelagh. Like, no joke. They had a shillelagh in the house, like, hanging up, right? And when I was younger, I used to play with it. But that shit was heavy as fuck, right? I can only imagine if you hit somebody on the hand with that. Because it was, like, 10 pounds. Like, it was a heavy ass. Like, it was like a mallet type shillelagh, right? All I know is, like, you can't, you can't fake that. You saw it hit the fingers, and that could have easily broke his hand. Easily. Oh, yeah. So that was a real risky crazy. spot, but definitely crazy. Oh, man. That, that was oh, – I, I just couldn't 
Oh, that shit even hurts me. I don't. But overall, man, that this match is the best that I've seen that David Finley has done in New Japan. I know I might get shitted on that, but I've gone back and see other matches that he had. I think this is by far his best one. And Will Ospreay really put him over. And it made him a fucking star. And it was just just seeing how he sold for David Finley. Besides the shitty part, because he took it like a champ. But prior, you know, besides that, it just all everything that the offensive moves that Finley was throwing at him, I, I know I will Osprey. It did not expect that from Osprey at all. But it was just wow. I this this match I can watch all over again. I can literally go back and watch it again. This was yeah. really great storytelling, man. I I'm speechless to this one, man. It, it it really got me off the edge of my fucking chair when I was watching it. Like, oh, it was so many closest close upsets. I think I thought Finn was gonna win it. I'm like, no fucking way, he's gonna win the US belt. And no, me well, too, Osprey yeah. came upset. What an upset after that. But then after the aftermath. Which I'm now more invested in. I'm glad they're making this belt like the Intercontinental. And this is why. Because what do we see after? We saw one individual come out. Hey, hey. Hey, you know, he, he of course, Osprey was having a celebration. But unfortunately, some guy came out. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. So he came out. And of course, there you have it. Challenging. Will Ospreay for a title shot for the IWGP US title. But then, of course, your good old-fashioned Zack Zombie Jr. come out. Wait a minute. I deserve a title shot. I should get a title shot. I beat this guy in a J-Cup. You shouldn't mm-hmm. get a title shot. But, you know, of course, the winner of this should be the one facing Will Ospreay. And I will book this shit in a triple threat match. I don't give a shit. I will yeah. give book this motherfucker to a fucking triple threat match. Gato, make it happen. Give me what I want. Please, <laughs> make it happen because, oh my God, just, mm, Jesus, man. I, whoo, I'm happy they're making the, the U.S. belt now more prestige. And yeah. we have mentioned before about this, since the U.S., you know, the, the U.S. title was here in the States, they should have focused more on never open with, which they did in some type of capacity. But yeah. now we're we're seeing now the IWGP US more up there, like the Intercontinental one. So I mean, bring it down to it, my brother. Your thoughts of the match and the upcoming challengers. This matchup was a fucking banger, man. Like they they went, I believe, twenty nine minutes, so like a half hour, and there was no rest periods this was just non-stop balls to the wall action i love will osprey's entrance with like all his accolades in new japan beforehand like really building up how much of a big star he is and yo david finley is a fucking star man they mesh so well i feel like this is a great great matchup for both of them just because their chemistry is off the charts we've seen it in the g1 we've seen it here the chemistry between these two is off the charts. I would go back and watch this matchup any day of the week. This matchup is a main event on any show that you put it on. It was that good. Uh, Will Ospreay winning is just cementing that legacy, man. He is on fire right now. I could say, like, he's probably top one or two wrestlers of the year so far. 
Like he has been on fire. Everything he touches turns to gold. Like he said in the post fight conference, the man has not missed yet. You know what I mean? Every single time he's in the ring, he puts on a fucking show. Um, as for the challengers afterwards, I'm very interested in both of them because you had, I believe, wasn't it the semifinals? You had Will Ospreay beat Naito in the semifinals of the G1 Climax. So that was a matchup that I would like to see be run back because it was a good matchup. But also, Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. was a feud in England way before either man came to the, uh, not the United States, but either man came to New Japan. They were feuding with each other, and it's a matchup that I saw. It was always either Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, and Marty Skrull. Those were the three guys that were constantly feuding with each other and always had bangers. So I would love to see that matchup get ran back. But like you said, I think the best choice for all this right now would just to be a triple threat. Put all three guys in the ring, and I think you have a fucking classic on your hand. Especially right now, I feel like Naito is at the tail end of his career. If he's going to really have like a five-star banger, you might need all the help you could get. So I wouldn't mind putting him in a triple threat matchup. I love that they're making more, they're giving more prestige to the United States champion. I really do miss the Intercontinental Champion. I love the Intercontinental Champion in New Japan. So I like that they're making this like the next the next title up, right? So this is like the second tier. This is like the second title where it's like after you get the United States champion, next up will be the world champion. So I think that that's really cool that it's going up in the ranks and it's like building more prestige to it. But yeah, man, like as long as you got main events with this title that are to this caliber of matchup, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with this. I think it's going to get to a point where this might be sooner than later more important or more intriguing than the world title match. I, I love Tamatanga. I told you that. Like, I, I was really rooting for him during the uh, G1. I'm more interested in what's going to happen with Osprey and his title than Tamatanga and Jay White. I think that's going to get to a point where it's undeniable you got to do Jay White versus Will Osprey. And I don't want to see Will Osprey lose that title to get to that point. I would fucking do title versus title. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Oh man, I, 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 I'm with you. As much as I love Tamatanga, and I like how the story is going, and I mean, we might if it does go all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, which I'm hoping it doesn't. But I think by the way how it looks, I think it might. Because until, until uh, you know, Taloa comes back. Then we will see that you know God Bullet Club feud uh, still continue. I yeah. think that's still it's still going to continue no matter what. Once he comes back from his injury, or unless he comes back and turns on his, bro- on his two brothers and join forces <laughs> Bullet Club. See, that's another thing too. Like it all anything depends how they, anything can happen if, if you know with this. But I really love this. I'm really enjoying this moment, uh, especially this was the main one that I really enjoy. I, man, see these guys in a triple threat match. Please, Gato, make it happen. Make it happen, a power declaration. Make it a draw on Royal Quest and let these guys fight a power declaration for the triple Have this oh, shit man. main event the New York show. That would be fire. Oh, shit. Right. United uh, States champion cool. in the United States. Put that shit at the Palladium on 44th Street. <laughs> <laughs> Book it, Gato. <laughs> Book it, Gato. Book it, Gato. Book it. Damn it. Give me what I want. <laughs> I know. I know. Perhaps. Yes, I know. But 
Oh man! If, if, if that was the case, if that was the main event of the uh, what are they calling it? The battle on Forty Fourth Street or some shit like that? Yeah, that would, yeah. If that was the main event, I would literally go outside. I would wait outside online without a ticket and fucking beg somebody to give me a spare ticket to to get into that. That would be the hottest ticket in town. God, man. New Japan coming to New York and that's your main event? Shit. Can't go wrong with that. No, man. I'm excited. And hopefully we get to see either one of these two individuals or all three of them, you know, just competing for this, you know, U.S. title. And I'm glad to make the title prestige. It deserves it finally. Because it's been here in the United States for so long. Now it's time for Japan to get a taste of that. And see, like I said, seeing the fans, they were even like, oh my God, is this really happening? Uh, like I said, once again, it's good to see the fans really, you know, their interaction. I was I'm really happy to see them once again interacting. So I am stoked to see what will happen. But now it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to get into the Royal Quest. That is right. It is a two-night event coming up this weekend, Saturday, October 1st, and Sunday, October 2nd. Make sure, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe to NewJapanWorld.com to make sure you watch this amazing event as, you know, they're giving you, you know, night one is about, so you got about eight matches. Let me double check one more time. Seven or eight matches. But actually, yes, giving you eight matches. 16 matches. Ladies and gentlemen, so eight matches in night one, eight matches in night two. And we are here to give our predictions for night one. And, man, Dan Bakley is running late because he's going to be like, damn, I missed everything you did. So <laughs> you're going to have to catch up, Dan. If you're watching this, you're going to have to catch up. But, yes, now it is time to get into the night one predictions for this event. Now let's get into it. The first matchup we do have, and that is, of course, the return of Gabriel Kidd as he's facing Dan Maloney. I put Don. Jesus, I forgot his misspelled <laughs> The <name>. Don. <laughs> the Don. Well, yeah, he is the Don, but it is Dan Maloney. So a rep pro Niv. And just to be honest, gentlemen, I'm not much familiar too much with these talents from, from rep pro. Uh, only a couple of them that Danilo and I are recognizable, but I, by the highlights I was looking, you know, was doing my little homework, seeing who is Dan Maloney. This guy, it's, hmm, he does like a really, he has a future in his, in his hands for sure. So I'm invested to see how this, this matchup is going to turn out to be. Oh, man. Oh, they love the shirt. You. That's right. Appreciate they you, man. love the shirt. How about my shirt, man? Oh, I know. I always wear flannels. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But, man. Talk to me, Dorino. Who do you got at this one, Gabriel Kidd or Dan Maloney? I'm not too familiar with uh, Dan Maloney, but I definitely am familiar with Gabriel Kidd. Hell of a talent, very talented guy. Um, just because uh, I guess process of elimination, I'm gonna go with Gabriel Kidd. But <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting a good matchup. And for the people that I don't know, I'm looking forward to seeing new guys that you know I'm not familiar with. I love watching new wrestlers. Uh, I appreciate you, gorgeous. I appreciate you, hot stud. That's right. I appreciate Tim. That's right. You're the man. <laughs> You're the man, my brother. I appreciate you. But yes, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not familiar with Dan too much. Saw a couple highlights of his matches. He's he does have a great future. He is a a great ground ground player. I tell you that. But I'm gonna have to go with Gabriel Kidd. I'm, I'm happy to see him back. Yeah. And hopefully he could 
give give us a hell of a banger of opening show for night one. So I'm looking forward to see how that really goes. All right. Now we move on to the second match. And that is, of course, we have the United Empire, Gideon Gray and Great O'Conn versus Michael Oka and Ricky Knight Jr. Now, Ricky Knight Jr., I am familiar with. Uh, this individual, he is he is a stud. He's a great high flyer. He is he has a lot of attributes, and I'm looking forward to how this is going to work out. Um, I know Michael Okay, I'm not much of a familiar with him. I can see that he's a Rep Pro champion. I think he is your Rep Pro champion. I think because we lost great lots of belts to him. If I'm correct, if I'm wrong in the comments. Like I said, I'm not too much familiar with Rep Pro. I should it's too much wrestling to watch, but I am invested to see <laughs> Say that again. this matchup. So I'm going to have to go with the faces side. I'm going to have to go with Michael and Ricky on this one. Uh, I I like Gideon's gimmick, man. He is He's more your manager than a pro wrestler, honestly. He's like your he's like your Gato of Ref Pro, pretty much. I mean, pretty, he's a street. reminds me of – he's more, yeah. you know, he's more of that or he's more of a Togo. But uh, hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I'm invested in the fact because you got these two you know hot stars from Ref Pro trying to make the name themselves and the UK's gonna look crazy, which I am looking forward to see how that's gonna turn out to be. So what do you got on this one, De Niro? I'm gonna have to go with um probably Michael Oka and Ricky Knight Jr. I- I'm also familiar with Ricky Knight Jr. and he is a stud, like you said. I, I could see them getting the victory, uh hometown guys for their not represent. This is a New Japan show, but it's in conjunction with Rev Pro. So representing Rev Pro here, I think that they get the victory. Especially you got the Rev Pro champion. So I think that it's going to be good. I just Great Ocon, man. Like I'm just looking for an entertaining matchup because everything that Great Ocon does is entertaining. Even going back to uh, the matchup by uh, Burning Spirit, where it was him and Jeff Cobb versus Chase uh, Chase Owens and Balak Fale. Yo, those Mongolian chops, man. Every time he yells, like <laughs> cracks me up, bro. Ah! Entertaining wrestler. And then the ah! sitting on the sitting on the head in the corner, like he's a very entertaining wrestler. So I'm just looking for an entertaining matchup, but definitely I'm gonna go with the hometown guys with Ricky Knight and Mike Loca. Great Okan is your your Val Venus of New Japan. I'll tell you that. that's what he is to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great Okan for you. Good comparison. Very good comparison. Yes, if you follow Great O'Con on IG, and you'll see why I'm talking about. Oh yeah, he's a he's a stud. All right, and then we do have a preview of, of course, the women's side. Finally, and we do have Kanji and Jazzy Gabbard versus Alex Windsor and Ava White, and I am looking forward because I'm familiar with Jazzy Gabbard. She's a great competitor. Kanji, I've seen her a couple of times as well. Windsor, I'm not too much. I know I'm gonna get shitted on, but I'm not too much familiar with Al, you know, Alice Windsor. Ava White, I'm familiar with her a, a quite a little bit, but I'm a big Gabbard fan. She is a phenomenal worker, and I am looking forward to seeing this tag match. And finally, history is being made at a New Japan pay-per-view. We're seeing the women are now here, but in the UK, I'm not talking about because we saw it happen in Japan, obviously, last year. Wrestle Kingdom yeah. stardom, but you know, we're seeing now they're being at it. So I mean I'm I'm really invested on in this. So I'm gonna have to go with Jazzy 
Galbert and Kaji of this. I think this is I think this is gonna be a hell of a banger match for these four individual women. I'm looking forward to see how they're gonna deliver. I'm really, really invested on this one. So who do you got, De Niro? Unfortunately, this might be another situation where I'm not too familiar with the wrestlers, but I'm just looking forward to getting to know new wrestlers. And I think that the women being on this show are going to show out. So I'm really interested in this matchup just because they're going to want to like prove that they belong on this show. So I think that it's going to be really interesting. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to know who all these uh, new talents, because like you said, it's way too much wrestling to watch. So when it's, you know, a lot of people that I don't like necessarily have any knowledge about it's it's a lot but it's overwhelming i'm just interested to see what happens i'm a fan of new wrestlers so i think that this is going to be pretty cool oh man what shout up, out to my brother out. what's going on my boy tyler counted out mike and tyler make sure you subscribe they just had you know they just had eric bishop on the show check it out subscribe to the channel they bring you the great pro wrestling content as well besides us but you know michael tyler they always do a fantastic job much love my brother i know it's been a long time and look who decided to come in all late oh <laughs> what up what yeah. up what ladies How's and going, gentlemen man? the man with the iq that man i wish my 49ers had but it's not unfortunate which is some bullshit and as long, at least the eagles have it Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your egos have it. That's fine. Oh, man. We miss you too, brother, man. Hopefully, we'll get, we, we'll get together, Tyler. We'll get together, man. I cannot wait. Ladies and gentlemen, that basically. Again. Of course, he's my He's here. He was just finished doing his sport podcast, and now he's here doing yeah. some new Japan. So, long know, time no see, Dan. You stepped in my word just in the, in the night one of the predictions. Third match of this one. What do you got on this one? I got Kenji and Jazzy Gabbard. Like, I, I love Jazzy Gabbard. I, I like the, the fact that she's getting a chance right now. She was in the, the WWE for a short cup of tea, of course, uh, through the uh, through the, the Women's Classic. And I think she even spent time on uh, NXT UK as uh, Ginny's uh, bodyguard or muscle mm. uh, before they let her go uh, in the budget cuts. Uh, she said that she was kind of uh, upset that they let her go. She was starting to get going there when she turned on Ginny. And then, but now to see her uh, doing great here, and one one big thing that I was hoping on with, and glad to see is the fact that we get to see the women compete on New Japan and see them have this option. You see the growth. Of the two companies now, they can make this happen. And Jazzy's actually won the wrestlers in the, that tournament. Yes. Uh, and then they just announced that Curry scene is another one that got added to it. She just got added a couple of days ago to that tournament. And I know a lot about Gabbard. I know a little bit about Kenji. I actually saw her on an indie show. Mm. And I know Abba White. I haven't seen too much of Alex Windsor, but I'm excited to see how they are. I'm excited to see uh, what they uh, give us in the ring. Like I've always been a women's advocate in wrestling yes. and how they hold their craft. I want to see how they do in the New Japan ring because you know how different the New Japan style is, how they're going to be doing that. I'm, I'm excited to see what they give us. Uh, uh, on th this weekend, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Before I move on with the card, I'll let you digress for a little bit because we forgot. And I'll, I'll bring it to you because this is yeah. your moment. We, we were saving it for you. And I will save it for you because you're not bro. And, of course, let's talk about this damn freaking – talk about it quickly with this <laughs> shit, man. What the hell was this? Never open weight tag team champion. Tornado Dog Cage Survival. Okay, so I watched it. Yes, so I watched <laughs> this last night, and like I showed you a picture. Of, like the funniest thing was seeing Jan, Jan, Jan walk out. Uh, I mean, Yo walk out with a dog, uh, with like literally a, a doghouse. He was walking out with the doghouse, dragging it. He had Yoshihashi walk out with the dog bowl and a bone. And I like at first, like I only saw the one cage, <laughs> but then you see that there's actually three, three, four cages at each corner. And at first, I was like, is the goal to get all of them in? Because they didn't really explain it. But then I guess the, the only goal was that they, you, you could use that to neutralize your opponents to gain an, a man advantage. And you saw it go back and forth, back and forth. Like, like it was crazy. One of my fi- favorite moments was when Yo put the doghouse on top of show, took a chair and smacked him. In this in the side with the chair, and he just whip flashed on down, and then the doghouse goes flying in the air afterwards. <laughs> and I thought that was great. Like you always see them go back and forth over the last year and a half, like rivalry rise. This was like other than just the confusion of the rules and what was going on, this was actually a great match because there was a lot of back and forth. I liked how they made the end was, of course, evil and yo, of course. <laughs> Dick Togo gets thrown in by himself. Evil sacrifices a show and Yujiro Takahashi just to get, of course, your guy into the cage with them. And because they already had Yoshihashi on the opposite side. So all yeah. left was evil and yo. And yo had a great, like, burst of energy. He, he got him with the low blow when the ref was, uh, wasn't looking. He, he got him with his uh, finisher. Only got the two count, but then he went to go for everything is evil on evil. It gets reversed. He gets cheap shotted. And then, of course, he does everything is evil. And then he gets the pin. I wasn't a fan of the decision to give it back to uh, of House, course, of uh, House of Torture because they've just been rotating it back and forth. I agree. Hopefully, hopefully there's a reason for it for maybe like like another faction to come in and take it from them. Uh, my my whole hope, which is still possible, is that somehow we get the House of Black versus the House of Torture, oh, uh, like be, a dream yeah. matchup. Which now we we've, we've seen that that Malachi and Buddy are not leaving AEW. That they just took a short amount of time off and they kind of debunked the. Of course, uh, Dave Meltzer and all of them who said that they were going and leaving the WWE. Yeah, the dirt cheaters. <laughs> so F saying. them dirt sheets, man. F them dirt sheets. Yeah. You no, know, I just didn't see the um, the news article where they said that Vince Russo is now booking in New Japan because this gimmick is so Vince Russo esque. Yes. This is yeah, exactly a Vince Russo. I wasn't exactly mentioned that. Like, and man, they, I honestly, and they've already done this. And they've already done something like this with the dog cage where you had to get all of the members into the 
a dog cage. No, no, they just had a dog cage at the side where it was Dick Togo did it with uh, what's his name, Yano, and then they mm. kept the dog cage at ringside for the next match. And when, of course, Goto, Yo, and Yoshihashi won, they just stuffed all uh, House of Torture in the dog cage. So I guess they decided to one up it and made it make it part of their match here. This, this is this leading match- to Candle from Hell too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they gotta have that third match now. They gotta have that third match since there's no other three man teams right now. All these three men teams are like busy right now. Al Snow's gonna be the special guest referee. (laughs) But this match was actually supposed to this match was actually supposed to take place last week, but because of the typhoon issue uh, uh, over at the arena, they canceled the event and pushed it to uh, at the uh, the other day. So they had to like get this done. One thing that it gets to me is for a match that you're booking to be the main event of that card, it was mid midway through the card. It wasn't even the main event. They booked it halfway through, and they had three matches afterwards, which was kind of odd because I was getting ready to kind of like like fast forward just to this match to watch it, and I couldn't find it. And then I ended up fi- figuring out that I actually fast forward through it already. Hmm. Just to find it, and then I watched it. But for what it was, it was a great match wrestling-wise. I just thought they could have done it without the gimmick because it was so yeah. confusing because they had it, of course, in Japanese. They didn't have the English version at all yet. So, like, as a person over here who doesn't uh, – who can't understand Japanese, I'm wondering, like, do they have to get one guy in each cage? Is that how you win? But then they're trying to pin people. I'm like, oh, so you can pin somebody? I was confused throughout the whole match until uh, Evil actually pinned it, yo, and got the victory for his team. But it was like, like last night on the DeLorean yeah. where we were confused about the main event of uh, Halloween Havoc exactly. as well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Other than that, this was actually a great match with the yeah. wrestling. That a lot went on. Uh, it was good. I guess they had to give the House of Torture a win because they were looking bad of late. But it's like, damn. It's like, I wanted to see Yo, Goto, and Yoshihashi hold it more, but I guess with the the World Tag League coming up, maybe they wanted to take the belts off of them so that, uh, of course, uh, Goto and Yoshihashi can uh, do the Tag League and then have Yo do something else uh, in, the, in the meantime. Whatever that is, who knows? But they, they definitely made him look kind of strong, even in a loss, because of the fact that he was the last guy in the ring with Evil. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. Right. Now back on to the Royal Quest Night One predictions, and now let's get into. Of course, we have. Of course, we do have Lij and Suzuki Gun, and that is of course Hiromo, Sonata, and Naito versus Doku, Desperado, and Zack Saber Jr. And I'm telling you, for night one, but I know we'll get to night two, but night one so far, I am loving this. And shout out to fucking Esperado, man. That match that he had up in uh, <sighs> Jesus. That's my, I think it could be matched oh. here, to be honest. You guys, Master oh. Dolph. Oh, yeah. man. Was that, that was against uh, Jun Katsai? Yeah. Was that- <laughs> Yeah, the crazy monkey or whatever. Oh man, yeah, it, was in, it was in Taka Mishinuku's, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, promotion. promotion. Uh, yeah, Mitchell's promotion. Yeah. Shout out to Desperado, yeah. man. 
another underrated star that I wish he could move up to the heavyweight, but he's going to be coming, taking care of the junior heavyweight from now, which is fine. I, I don't mind. Why not? But Desperado, man, so underrated. Speaking of that, what are they going to do with the Hiromu? Is he going to finally move up? Because I feel like he's stuck and stagnant right now. I think he's stuck. I don't think they're going to move him up anytime soon. I don't think so. I think we might see him and Bushi competing in the junior uh, tag league. I think that's what like. What I, I think that, yeah, I think that's what's going to wind up happening mm-hmm. is that, that they do that to add another team. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what junior tag uh, teams that they add from other companies. That's going to be crazy to see. But th- this matchup looks really good. Uh, I kind of wish though that they, instead of Doki. They had Tai Chi in it because, of course, I know you guys yeah. probably talked about the the matchup uh, from uh, the other day. But yes, for Bernie's very did, did you get did you get the feeling that Sonata and Tai Chi were seeming like a like a future tag team? We we were that that. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I said that. Watch, I, I think that would be cool if they both left their respected uh, yeah. their respected stables, form a tag team, and then join the World Tag League. Just how they were looking at each other, they exchanged masks, put them on, yeah. and then they took the pose and they were kind of talking to each other. Uh, at, whereas Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. were just going at it, they were just mouthing off to each other. And then yeah. Sonata, Sonata and Teichi were just like, Whatever, you guys do yourselves. And they had already left the ring and talking to each other. Like, I just get that vibe that man, are we going to go back to like uh, the Noah days? But, but we're going to get Sonata and Taichi as like a some sort of tag team fusion. That'd be cool. And that, that would have cool. made the match better to see that progress a little bit on here, see if they progress that at all. But uh, you know how uh, New Japan works. Uh, they put Doki in because more than likely, he's likely going to take the pin in this somehow uh, as like the weak link. I Like I, over the past year, I've kind of noticed that that's literally what happens in New Japan. You can tell when a guy's in the matchup when he's going to take the pin because they kind of make it obvious now. They're just like, okay, he's in there. He's going to take the pin and yeah. to, to kind of make maybe Naito look stronger going into the next day because they're in England, of course. you got uh, Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., which is going to he- headline night two since the tag team and the title match is going to headline night one. Uh, I believe it is. I believe that's what it is. Uh, and then, uh, uh, so I think Naito, Sonata, and Hiromu win. Uh, uh, but you're going to get good moments from Zack Sabre Jr. and Desperado. I just wish that uh, wish that Taichi was still in this match. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. I think that it would have been cool if Taichi was in this match so you could continue the the story with Sonata. Like I was talking about for um. Burning Spirit, I liked how for that tag match, you had two different storylines intertwining with each other. So I think that that would have been cool if Taichi was in this matchup as well. But, yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I saw Doki in this matchup. I was like, he's definitely going to be the, the fall man for uh, for Suzuki Goon here. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, LIJ as well. But I, I just want to, you know, get to the match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito already because I'm, I'm excited for that one. I think that's going to be a really good matchup the next night. But yeah, this, this should be a good matchup. And I'm a big El Desperado fan too, so definitely like always fun to see El Desperado. Yeah, you're gonna see him and Kyle Morado get ready for that junior tag, tag league. Yeah, and I, and like I wish I could see him move up, like you said, but 
he's kind of like the linchpin uh, of the junior division uh, right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and not only that, mind you, that with with uh, Kushida out because of the you know the infections yeah. that he has, so it makes it difficult right now. It kind of stagnated the you know the heavyweight junior heavyweight. So you need someone like Hiromu and Desperado to keep that yeah. you know up to par. Yeah. Because he's going to be gonna... back. He's going to be back for the tenth because they just announced it's going to be Kushida, uh, of course, getting that uh, junior. A heavyweight uh, championship shot on yeah. decoration of power, so mm-hmm. that's going to be cool. But in the meantime, yeah, yeah, like like the junior heavyweight division, it's kind of I'm not going to say bleak, but with guys doing a lot more of the tag team like Akira and TJP, and then you got Team Six Nine who are doing Six and Nine that were doing the tag. It's yeah. kind of created the singles action a little thin. Even though, like you saw, all that talent that you have do the, the what you call it, the tournament, the uh, the junior tournament, uh, best yeah. of super juniors, it's like damn, you had all the talent. Like, why couldn't you have kept Alex Zine over here? Why couldn't exactly. you have him here? Yeah. Well, even yeah, even, even Ace Austin, I would have loved Ace yeah. Austin to stay, but I know that they're not able to. But it's an unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And let me just say, of this bridal looks just as cool without the mask than he does with the mask. Like he looked oh pretty God, cool man. without it too. Like, yeah. Oh so. yeah, he he definitely does, man. Oh, that's a fact. All right, so then we move on into the next matchup, and that is, of course, Tomohara Ishii and Okada versus Bad New Tito and Jonah for representing TMDK. I want to say very brief. I am happy for fucking Bad New Tito. Man. He did a fantastic job overall in the Burning like Spirit Tour. Oh, man. We spoke about him prior when we talked about him in the G1, you know, during the pre-cards, uh, you know, before yeah. the actual main cards. This, man, congratulations for him, man. I'm really happy that he's getting himself out and known out there. And it also shout out to Shane Hayes as well. Uh, he's he's doing a fantastic job out there as well. But, man, bad dude Tito, man. He's getting the spotlight, and I'm fucking happy. And this is... To be in a feud with this type of a you know caliber of Okada and Tomohara Ishii, damn, that's a round of applause for you. That's a round of applause, Matthew Tito. I'm very happy. Um, but this is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm cannot wait to see who wins this one, and it's tough because I don't know who to pick on this one. Jesus. Uh, as much as I, I'm, I'm falling in love with TDM, TMDK. Um, I have to go with the Ryan Micah. And, of course, some more issue. So I choose them, man. Big down you got on this one, brother. Um, like, I, I'm I'm with you with the just the, the matchup itself. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Mighty Don't Kneel. Everybody knows that that's what the the team's, the TMDK stands for. And it's like, one thing that I will say is I still wish that this match, singles match at Decoration of Power was for the the briefcase. I yeah, wish right. it was just like it was the year before and the year before that because, yeah. like we said, we've always felt like there has to be at least one defense or two, and then and this is the only guy to beat him in the G one. And you would think that he would get that chance, and it would be Makes good sense. for his for uh, for Jonah uh, if even if he doesn't win to have a great performance, and it would put him over even more. Known that there's a big thing at stake here instead of it just being just a grudge match 
per se, but I, I, I think Ham at TMDK has been great for New Japan. Uh, Jaron has done great. Like you said, Bad Dude Tito has done awesome filling in. I, I liked what he and with Royce Isaac did uh, with Team Filthy. I like the job he did. Uh, and it sucks that they're not there at the moment. Yeah. But uh, And then Shane Hayes, uh, Mikey Nichols, I think is coming back from an injury. That's why you haven't seen much of him. But uh, I'm going to go with them because if, if I feel like uh, Okada is going to win – you want to make Jonah look very good so that when Okada goes over, that just makes Okada look even better, knowing that he had to overcome somebody like Jonah who has looked just monstrous and just like at times unbeatable here. So I think they get it done. I actually think maybe uh, uh, Bad Dude Tito uh, pins uh, Ishii in this matchup. I think Ooh. it's going to be something crazy like that. Okay, I like that. All right, all right. De Niro, what do you got, my brother? I I agree too with uh, Dan. I think that just like we talked about Doki in the last matchup, I think that Ishii is in this matchup to take the fall. So, um, I think Jonah's actually going to be the one to pin Ishii just to continue to make him look strong going into the matchup with uh, Okada. Um, Bad dude Tito is really growing on me. I think that he had a great showing at Burning Spirit. The whole tour, he looked really good. And I think that he's going to be next up. And I like the way that he works together with Jonah. Like, they make a really good team. So, I like this matchup. And stylistically, this matchup just works. But, um, yeah, I think that for sure you're going to have Jonah continue to, like, build his stock until he's you know, taken down by Okada. But for sure, I think that he's going to be getting the victory over Ishii here for the team. Mm, okay. Right. What year did they change the TMDK to the Mighty Don't Kneel? Because I remember when it was uh, Haste and Nichols originally in Noah. TMDK used to stand for uh, Team Murder Death Kill. Oh, uh, good question. Because it, well, after that, it was after that. It was uh, eighty-one, right? TM eighty-one, right? Remember yeah, well, that's when they were in uh, what's called NXT. Yeah, and then they changed it to just the Mighty. The Mighty, yeah, they changed yeah. It to the Mighty, and they were more that. where they were more of like a, just a heel, like yeah. And, they they got all the members still there. The one missing is the only one left from NXT, and that's Duke Hudson. That's true. And, and yeah. Everybody He's forgets the only one that. He, everybody forgets that he was part of uh, TMDK. Oh man, I, I really forgot about him. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, and then of course we do have the this course we do have Hikuleo. Shadow yeah. Hikuleo. Tadahashi Tamatanga versus the Bullet Club, of course. Doc Gallows, the Machine Gun Carlson, of course, Gato, and the Switchblade, Jay White. This is this is not blonde hair, stubby Gato from WCW Halloween <laughs> yes. Havoc '97. <laughs> it's so different. <laughs> oh my god! So bad, Dan. Take it away, my brother. But boy, was I so happy when I saw Hikaleo turn on the boy club and join with his uh, brother, Tamatanga. Like, part of me feels like maybe it's too uh, good to be true. And then that here turn, that decoration of power back to Bullet club. That's what we were saying for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope because it's not I, a Luchasaurus situation. Yeah, part of me feels it will because that could be the way of, uh, like, right now, this is going to make Tama look strong. And then have him lose to Jay White, which I somehow 10% of me still hopes that 
Tamatanga wins gold because I feel like he deserves it. But I, I just like the storylines in this. And of course, Jay, Jay White, Tamatanga, you still have part of, uh, of course, Tanahashi with Carl Anderson, the way that he lost because of uh, Doc Gallows getting constantly involved in the matchup and kind of killing the, the, the moment there. But then, uh, and then uh, Jado's with Tama. But now you have like, uh, like uh, Hikaleo there. I loved how they had Tamatanga hand him the never open weight belt and be like, yo, here, you can go after this now, you know, <laughs> as like a future feud with uh, Carl Anderson. I think that's the perfect route to have if you're going to have Hikaleo be a good guy to have him go after that belt because that belt could be a thing that he can hold for a while and build as a character, even if Tama wins or loses. But in this matchup, Gator, uh, of course, Gator's going to take the pin. I think he's going to get pinned by Hikaleo. I think they want to build Hikaleo up a little bit now, uh, knowing that he's the guy with the least experience on that team. And you want to make that side look strong so that when, of course, Jay White wrestles and he gets the pin, which I think he'll uh, retain the belt, that puts him even more over. Like we said, you always want to have the, the, uh, the guy going after the belt look uh, a lot better going into it so that when he loses, it makes the champ look better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Love it, love it, love it. Nero. This matchup is going to be really interesting because of everything that just took place at Burning Spirit. Um, I love just the history of all the men in this matchup. You know, even dating way before Bullet Club, even when they were not even in New Japan, like going back to the 90s with the war promotion, Wrestle and Romance, the top tag team was Jado and Gato. So it's cool that, you know, I, I love that they're on opposite ends here and still going to this day. Um, you got Carl Anderson, Tamatanga, like so much history with the early days of Bullet Club here, the newest leader of Bullet Club, even though he's been the leader for a while, but Jay White. There's a lot of history in this matchup. Um, I definitely think that they could go one or two ways. You could have either Tamatanga pin Jay White to continue to build to that matchup, or you could have Hikaleo pin Carl Anderson to build to when they eventually go at it for the never open weight. Because, I mean, they need more of a story than, oh, well, you could go after that belt. Like, what makes him a contender for that title? Like, I think that if he pins Carl Anderson in this matchup, then you could say he has an argument to go after that title. But either way, I'm giving it to Hikaleo, uh, Tamatanga, Tanahashi, and Jado. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with uh, uh somebody tells me that I'm, I'm gonna have to see Bullet Club take this one. Hmm. I think uh Jattles gonna take the pin, and I think Gators and Wolves gonna do it. Hmm. Old rivalry's gonna go at it again, and he's gonna get pinned. And they this is gonna be a brawl for all because of course with the turn of Hikuleo. JY being pissed. I gave you the world. I gave you everything. I was gonna give you the key, but no, it ain't gonna. <laughs> so yeah, that's not gonna happen. So, I, mean, I wish I would. Have, I wish I could uh, like key in and just cut out that point of his post uh, uh, match uh, interview that he had the other day because it was just classic. He was just he didn't know what to say. He was just like, "What just happened? What happened? <laughs> it turned on me." What is well, going on? Like he was a loss for words, and with Jay White, 
that doesn't happen with them, but it happened yeah. here. Like he truly was at a loss for words, and that's why he's he's getting people with it because that's where you get he gets people sucked in because you're like you're so one of the lose because he's so cocky, arrogant. He knows what to say every time, so that when you get to a point where he doesn't say something, you feel like you've gotten over. But then when he what he sucks you in, and then he gets a win, and then you're just like, damn it, he got us. He got us there. <laughs> and, and that's where that element of surprise that New Japan's going to do and with whatever they have up their sleeve is going to pay dividends because of a guy like Jay White and how he is on the mic, in the ring, and in the back. What I did like, though, is what he said. I don't know if you remember. What, I don't know if you caught what he said. He's like, I would have done the same thing. When he said that, when he literally told – when he said it in the press in the post conference, like I would have done the same thing, I would have just chose my fa- you know family blood over you know family. And like he's okay with that. He's upset, of course, because he, you know, that was his pattern one. He trained them, um, I guess, mentally is what I mean. But it, you know, Okada was. I mean, sorry, Jay White wasn't like, hey, but I would. He him saying I would have done the same is classic. That's. Oh, instant old school promo classic for me one on one because that's yeah. man you can't. That's what scares me that it's a double turn. I know Jay White's not mad. It's like oh man because when you think about it, it wasn't a family thing, but we have already seen Jay White when he was initially offered a spot in, uh, of course, Bullet Club. He turn he turns on Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, yep, and then goes to chaos, but then he goes. And then he uses chaos, and then he turns on them to actually go back to Boy Club to take yeah. it over. So it's like that's why you're like, okay, Hikaleo was there a lot long. Why is the son coming here now? Like, what, like what what's gonna happen? Like, like the, just like you said, it's Luchasaurus. Could it be Luchasaurus all over again? I'm just happy. I'm, in, oh, go ahead. I'm just happy. I'm done seeing Hikaleo choke slam and getting Greg. That's all I know. I'm done, see- I'm done seeing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I was saying earlier in the show that it, the only thing that's weird and it's making me think that it's a double turn is when they kicked out Tamatanga and Tungaloa, Hikaleo stayed with the Bullet Club for a couple months now. So why would he not choose family when they got kicked out? Why now all of a sudden are you like choosing family? So that's why it's like, is this just a way to turn his back on Tamatanga. I will say that the, the, the thing that makes it perfect is the fact that when that happened, he was on impact still. Yeah. So you, they could play that storyline where, well, well, he wasn't in New Japan at the time. And then when he came to New Japan at the beginning of the month, Tamatanga wasn't even on the cards at all. But I'm sure he you got the memo back. that my brother's no longer with Bullet Club. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying yeah. from New Japan's uh, point of view, that that's yeah. the picture that they're painting. They're like, this is the first time that they're in ring together or on the uh, same card. You, you would say. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so like, it it works out to where they can do it at this time. I'm shocked that they picked this moment to do uh, that moment to do so because they didn't even do it after the the tag match. They did it after the the Kara Anderson Tanahashi match. Yeah. And that that's the, honestly, yeah, that, that, that surprised me when they actually put yeah. the trigger before, you know? So that makes me like think that uh, that maybe it's for Hikaleo to go after Kara Anderson and it's not going to be a double turn because then 
if that's the case, why why did you not just do it after the tag match instead right. of here after this match? Because it it just yeah. makes it random for them to do it here if he's just gonna do a double turn. Right. No. Not yet. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's move on, and that is, of course, we do have. I don't know why this is not the main event, but I guess it's the way I booked. I think the my gym hopefully is the main event. But I put it here because the way how the card is on New Japan, and that is, of course, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, FTR versus Aussie Open, colors Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. This is a match that I am excited for. We see FTR. They're going to get a huge pop in the UK, in my opinion. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. This is going to be an extreme huge pop for them. And mm-hmm. I am fucking excited. I am stoked to see FTR. I love their music. I like how they actually have music now. Because, like, the longest time they would just come out to Osprey stuff or to United Empire. Yeah. And now the fact that we actually get to hear their entrance music, which is a fire. Like, I think it's one of my favorite right now. And how oh, they man, come yeah. out. And they've been a team that this has been teased ever since, uh, what at the Nashville show, ever since that, this has yeah. been teased since then. When they had the three on three match uh, with the uh, Izzy Open and of course uh, TJP versus uh, FTR and of course Alex Zane, they've been teasing it ever since, and then you knew it was going to happen. And this is where social media kind of comes in handy in booking a great matchup. You got two tag teams going at it. And it's going to be the first title defense of FTR. Uh, you have to think that they're going to go over, uh, especially since uh, uh, what's called uh, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn won their match, and which was they were making it to be a, the, the number one contender match. So uh, they never announced it during that match or after the match, but you would assume that they're the number one contenders. Uh, you would say. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have Ozzy Open uh, go up against uh, win and then go up against uh, a fellow uh, United Empire yeah. uh, tag team. So I think it's going to be a great match. You're going to highlight uh, both teams. But at the end of the day, FTR is going to remain champs because I want them in that World Tag League. That's what I want, and I'm going to get it. Word. Oh. To the Batista. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, I mean, he asked for it. All right, damn it. All right, here we go. Give me what I want. You got to give Dan what he wants, man. He's been asking yeah. for it for quite some time. Yep. Take it away, Denaro. I'm I'm excited for this. If I'm not mistaken, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a? Uh, I think it was on Rampage. Wasn't there a a trios matchup where FTR and Aussie Open were on opposite sides and mix it up a little bit? Because I could it was it was on I think it was on uh maybe it was yeah rampage because it was, I believe it was like Will FTR and like Trance or something versus uh yes it was it yeah, was versus Will Osprey and Aussie Open and and then uh, FTR and Trent won yeah and I, I remember like them having good chemistry with Aussie Open and from yeah. what I've seen of Aussie Open on New Japan Strong and on AEW great tag team and I think that they're gonna mix it up really well with FTR. Oh man, like this is this is gonna be a great match. This could steal the show. Great to see FTR on a new Japan show. And yeah, this, this is gonna be a banger. And I'm banger, 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 Tim. <laughs> yep. 
I definitely am thinking that FCR is going to retain here. And yeah, I'm just expecting a fucking great matchup between these four. Oh man, indeed. I am looking forward to that. And now for the main event is a, a night one for Royal Quest. And I'm shocked if this is a main event, but I'm at the same time I'm not. I'm kind of actually happy that well, it, it, when you look at one of the guys in the match, that's probably why it's the main event. Well, I mean, of course. You're absolutely right. Because it is Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino. And this Where's is Moxley. Be- Where's Moxley at? Where 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 Where's, is it? I hope Moxley shows up and supports Where? his boy. <laughs> or do you know, his yeah. young boy. Yeah. His young boy, his, his young lad. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, like I, I just want to make this comment. Did you see at, at the after the the match at uh, the Nashville uh, tapings that Moxie reunited with Umino, and then he's talking about how he's so proud of Umino and what he's doing. Yeah. He's like Umino. He was like, "What's the three, uh, three main points of the book of Moxley?" And he goes, "Kick ass, kick ass, <laughs> and kick ass." He's like, "Great job." And yeah. he, I like how he carries like the jacket around, like, just like Moxley would. I just love everything that he's done in Rev Pro. Like he's created a great character. He had the great match with Pac for the All Land Championship. That was a great match, was, by the way. That which was, was really good. And he's created his own style since being like a a, a young line, young boy. Uh, but of course, they're gonna have a like a big time match. Osprey's gonna. Get uh, get the crowd involved because he's the, of course, uh, a former champion in Rev Pro. He gave it up, so he wasn't doing too many dates. He's going to be the hometown crowd uh, here, and Shota's going to give him all he got. But then Osprey's going to win. All right, what do you got on this one, Danero? Yeah, Osprey is definitely going to win this matchup, but I'm expecting a great fucking matchup because Shota Umino has been showing out lately. The matchup he had, he fucking was amazing in that matchup with Pac for the All-Atlantic. He was amazing in that matchup at Forbidden Door, that trios matchup with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society and Minoru Suzuki. Shota is a fucking stud, but right now it's just Osprey's time. Osprey is on another level. I was just talking about during uh, the Burning Spirit review that everything he touched turns to gold. He even said in the post-conference, I think that without a doubt, he's going to hold on to this title for a while. And we're going to get the main event winner of the next night versus Osprey. So I'm definitely excited to see that. I'm excited too. I'm happy for him. You know, that he's main event. If he's going to be main event, I'm very happy that he does. Um, you know, how you guys both mentioned, he's an uprising star, especially in Ref Pro. He, he's, gonna, he's doing wonders and the character he's developed that Moxie. Guidance. I'm happy for him. Now, can we get Shota Omino and Konosuke to catch them one on one? I want to see that. Ooh, I want to see that. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Book that, that shit. I want to book that. Match. How about that? Winner gets a Cinnabon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell right. yeah. That's right. Who wouldn't want that? Who nope. would Exactly. That is right. Tell them all, man. Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> Now we move on to night two, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost here to the finish line. The last eight matches for night two. And that is, of course, the opening matchup for night two. Let me go to the card myself because I have to look at it here. And that is, let's see, we 
got the Suzuki Gun. It is Desperado and Doku versus, of course, Robbie X and Michael Oku. So this is the one that I'm intrigued. Two Rev Pro Natives versus, of course, two junior heavyweights here. What do you got on this one, Big Dan? I've actually seen uh, he he's been frequently in Garden State Pro, Michael Oku, because at the time last month he was a champion, and he looked well in one of the matches there. So I got a little bit of taste of him, and I like what I see. I'm not familiar too much with Robbie X, uh, so I'd be interested to see what what happens in this match because of course we always say Doki's there to take the pin, but here. I'm not sure, but you know what? I think uh, I think Michael Oku and Robbie X win this one. I think they put over the uh, put over the hometown guys, and Michael Oku pins Doki. Oh, mm. good. I like that. All right, Nero, what do you got, my brother? Yeah, um, Michael Oku. I, I seen some of his stuff on Rev Pro. I knew he had a good matchup with uh, Will Osprey. Uh, Robbie X, I've seen one or two of his matches. Um, not too, too familiar with him, but I think that it's going to be a good opener. I think that they might also give it to Michael Oku and Robbie X, you know, representing their home country. But then again, who knows? I mean, Desperado is the biggest star in this matchup, in my opinion. I think that he might get the victory as well. So this could go either way, in my opinion. I don't know. It's, I can't gauge either or. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for me too, but if it was a I, yeah, I'm about to go with the hometown heroes. I'm gonna go with Robbie X and Michael Oku. I think they're gonna probably get this win. I'll be a great opening match to see, though. I, I wouldn't mind to see. I am familiar with Robbie X, of course, like I mentioned. Um, great star. I think he's another great upright to start. So I'm looking forward to see how this is gonna match up. So I'm gonna have to go with the Rep Pro once. And of course, we do have another Rep Pro. That is a call we have Tanahashi and Sonata versus Luke Jacob and Ethan. Allen, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And man, this is going to be a tough one. What do you got on this one, Big Dan? I'm going with the Hiromu and Sonata. Uh, I think they're going to get the win. Uh, I do like Luke Jacob and Ethan Allen. I like Luke Jacob a little bit more uh, than Allen. But I feel like you, you got to push Takahashi and Sonata. I know it being in England, you kind of have to like book a certain way to make some of the talent go over, but you still got to book your own New Japan talent as well. So yeah. I think this is one of the ones where they'll make Jacob and Allen look good, but in a loss. And I think uh, maybe Hiromu, uh, you know what? I think Sonata makes Ethan Allen a tap. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, Zanero. Um, yeah, you know, just I think that uh, Sonata and Takahashi are definitely going to win this, in my opinion. You know, being a New Japan show, this is two of the more, I guess, like upper echelon in New Japan talent. So I, I think that for sure it's going to go to LIJ. Not too, too uh, familiar with Jacob and Ethan Allen. That's why, like I'm saying, like I'm really looking forward to this, to both of these nights because it's quite so many wrestlers that are going to be new to me and that excites me. Oh, absolutely. I think and that's the beauty of this. I mean, that at least the world is getting to know more about Rep Pro, and Rep Pro is another underrated, of course, uh, promotion. I see, yeah. I've seen, really some, 
I've seen some of their stuff and I wish I could see more of it and I could find it more like yeah. ways to watch it because there's some great stars that have come out. Of course, we all know Will Ospreay and we know Shota Yumanu is there, but there's other talent there too that have yeah. come from it. And like, there's some in the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. All right. And now we get the first ever first round of the tournament for the IWGP Women's Championship. Jackson Gabbard versus Ava White. This is the first round of the tournament. And I thought they were going to make both night one and night two of the first round. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, that was what I was expecting, but I guess they're going to start it off in here, I believe so. And then heading to like power declaration until they head into, you know, November show. So, Big Dan, what do you got on this one? I'm going to double down on Jazzy Gabbard. I'm going to double down her. Uh, she's tall. She's big. Uh, they build her up in promotions as like a monster. I think she goes and wins this one. Yeah. I'm with you 100% too. I, I, I can't can say no. I, I, like I said, Eva White, I'm familiar with her, but I, I, I'm a big Gabbard fan. I think she has what it takes. And I'm looking forward to see how they push her in the Japan Women's Division. De Niro, the floor is yours. I have a lot to say about this matchup. Nah, I'm going for Jazzy <laughs> uh, just because I picked Jazzy for the last women's matchup. Not too familiar with any of them. I I, I don't think I've seen any of her work in WWE, NXT, UK. But for sure, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm glad that they're going to start off the tournament. I'm really excited for this tournament, though. This tournament to crown the first IWGP Women's Champion is going to be historic, and I'm really excited for that. So, that sign me up for that. There we go. That is right. And of course, we do have this matchup. And that is mm. Ricky Knight Jr., Gabriel Kidd, Shoto Omino, and FTR versus the United Empire. Of course, you have Gideon, you have Quato Khan, you have Mark Davis, Cal Fletcher, and Will Osprey. Who do you got on this one? Big Dan. First off, can I just say it's good to see Gabriel Kidd back in the ring. Of course, the mental health issues that he was dealing with, he he, he took uh, like six months off, and especially right after he just uh, graduated as a young lion, he was starting to get his own look on New Japan Strong before he did this. So uh, congrats to him on coming back. Hopefully he's right in the head and he's got everything straight. But – I, I think you would have to go with this is tough because of course United Empire is strong, but the big thing here is you don't have Jeff Cobb back there. You got no. Gideon Gray, who, as you've seen, he's the money guy of the group. He's yeah. the guy that created uh he's their creator, and you've seen him always take the pin in, in matches. I think both sides uh look kind of strong in areas. I think I think the left side wins. I think Gideon Gray is going to take the pin, but it's like who's going to do? It? I'm going to go out and say Gabriel Kid yeah, pins him. Okay. I feel like I feel like because he is, I believe he is from England too, or no, no, actually he's from Australia, but he trained in England before he became a young lion, mm. and I think he's. So I think either he. Or a Ricky Knight pin uh, Gideon Gray. 
right. De Niro, what do you got in this one? There is so much talent in this matchup, and that's really awesome, man. Um, it's going to be interesting. There's another one where it could go either way. I could see United Empire winning this, though, just to keep them strong. I could possibly go out on a limb and say I could see Great Ocon getting a victory over one of the members of FTR just to build towards uh, Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb versus FTR down the line. But, um, yeah, this is going to be an absolute banger for sure. Banger, 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 banger. I was, I was, shit out of me. I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking that, but then I'm like, damn, why not have Cobb in this then to make it even yeah. better? I'm uh, wondering if it has to do with Visa. That's where it gets me. I'm wondering if it has to do with Visa issues. That could be the case, too. The same yeah, with Tai Chi. Yeah. He's not here. Visa yeah. issues. That could be the case. You never know. All right. Uh, with me, I'm, I'm going to go with well, – I have to go with uh, let's go with the FTR, Gabriel, Shota, and Ricky. I think who takes the pin on this will be Great Ocon. And the FTR doing, of course, their finisher on Great Ocon. And he, I think he will take the, take the pin to – see, I'm doing the opposite. You're doing the, the one, okay, Great Ocon pins will either yeah. – I'm yeah. doing the opposite. I think they're, they'll – I think they'll do the finisher on Great Ocon. And I think either one of the young – I mean, either either Gabriel – either probably Ricky Knight might get the pin for them. He's a hometown. Maybe you might, might see that. Maybe I could see that with uh, Great Ocon then being bad, and then maybe you have yeah. Great Ocon in uh, because they already won that match with Chase Owens and uh, Battle of Folly. It was supposed to be a number one contenders match, mm-hmm. so it's like a build for that. Uh, unless you want to build up to uh, Great Ocon and uh, Jeff Cobb winning the War Tag League, uh, if that's the case, I just don't know. But but. But at the end of the day, what what you don't want to see FTR take Gideon Gray's pants like Chase Owens did, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yes. Indeed. All right, then we do have Hiku Leo, and of course Tanahashi and Tamatanga versus the Bullet Club, which I'm looking for the damn picture. What the damn picture is that? Where are you, damn you? I just had you uploaded. Uh, it's here. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Let's see. Is that it? Oh, no, I'm putting the wrong picture again. Ah, I have to look for it. But yes, that's the matchup. What the hell is it? I just had it a moment ago. Jesus Christ. But yes, who do you got in that one so far? Because I'm just looking for a damn picture. What the hell is it? Yeah, so it's Tanahashi, uh, Hikaleo, and Tamataga versus Gallows, Anderson, and Jay White. This is going to be fun because it's just going to be three on three. Uh, you don't really have any li- weak links per se in this. Yeah, we went, uh, well, at least the majority of us went with uh, Thomas' side last time. Uh, Maybe this is the side where you give Bullet Club the win here mm. to even things up, and and maybe have Carl Anderson pin uh, Tanahashi. Okay. I I I mean I chose Bullet Club on night one, so yeah. I see night two. I think it'll be Tamatanga pinning Carl Anderson. Oh no, actually no, Hiko Leo pinning Carl Anderson. 
and there it declares for his shot at the never will open weight championship heading to declaration of power i'm pretty sure they have to do it there because there's no matchup lineup as of yet so i would not be surprised if book it that direction so as i say night one bullet club night two like you see Hikolo, Pin carson and from their head to the developed storyline between Hikolo and carl anderson for the never open weight championship. i i could see them holding that because he just defended it uh and so you I've never seen New Japan do that where they'd have a title get defended uh, two times in two weeks. Why not? I, I, I mean, shit. I, I, I wish. Did. I wish. I, I wish it would get why nodded. I wish that would happen. It would just like I think it'd be rushing that storyline uh, with the match, and maybe they uh, they just kind of tease it right now, and then they move, do it at the at the. The autumn attack, uh, one at that, uh, yeah. But here's the thing though, because remember, Tanahashi he's going to Noah because he has he has to get ready for Keiji Muto because he yeah. has he has a six man tag. And yeah. when you saw the post conference, he's like, Oh, I guess it's not my destiny, you know, to head towards it. So he has another destiny to go to, which I don't know what is it, but I think he's gonna have to be more involved with that. Then that's why it kind of it opens the door for Hikuleo. But they could, they could extend but that storyline. But that makes a good point why Carl Anderson could pin him, pin Tanahashi, since he's mm. going to be going away and he's not for a little while and he'll yeah. be busy so he can afford to lose. And he can still have Hikaleo look great against Anderson in the match and look dominant, but then he loses without getting the pin. No, same, same with Tamataga. Like, yeah. You can kind of write out Tamataga and Jay White yeah, but then it also is like Doc Gallows in this whole thing. The two guys that aren't doing anything are Doc Gallows and Tanahashi. Because like you said, Tanahashi has plans. Doc Gallows has nothing. So it's like, where does that leave him? It's like, you could see him get pinned somehow. Like yeah. I, I want to be shot. I'm just going with Anderson pinning Tanahashi. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'll message you in the chat. If it's true, I'll be like, son of a, I swear <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I have to, have to play. That's why I got the IQ. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm like, dang. <laughs> you got it right. Venero, what do you got, my brother? Um, Yeah, I mean, it would make sense for Tanahashi to take the fall from uh, Carl Anderson. I don't know. This, this is going to be interesting because I could see – them keeping Tamatanga looking strong. I could also see them, you know, giving Jay White a win. I don't know. It, this is another one that could go either way. Um, I think it's going to be a tie. No, I, mean, I think it's uh, probably <laughs> it's nah. a time limit. Time limit. A tie right? limit? Yeah. Is that what you see? Oh, man. You gotta hey, yo, it. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, since I picked uh, Tamatanga's team the night before, I'm going to go with Bullet Club this time. Right. Watch it be like Tamatanga uh, uh, hitting uh, his finisher on Gallows and pinning him. Hmm. What's that? To wait and see. And now the moment we've been waiting for. We're almost there yep. to our finish line, but we got Kazusuke Okada versus Bad Dude Tito. And now, like I said, I'm happy for Tito, man. This is it's a big opportunity for him, man. I, your bucket list just happened right now, bad dude. And 
check that out, my brother. And mind you, we follow each other on Facebook, their personal profile. We know each other. But I don't, you know, keep that private. But yes, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> Very happy keep for you. Private wise, everybody watches live. I know, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they don't know. We, yeah, yeah. They don't know too much. But <laughs> he can only know <laughs> just a little. But I'm happy for him, and this is going to be very fascinating to see. I think, for me, I, I'm just going to go right quick. Okada, of course. But I think Okada's going to make Bad Tutino look strong. He's going to make him look strong, I think. And that's that's what I love. As much as I can dislike Okada, because he's like your John Cena of New Japan. Because especially Gato, you fucked up. Or I don't want to get into the G1 because that's another topic <laughs> that we could go debate yeah. for another hour, which I don't want to do. But yes, even to that point that I dislike Okada, but this will make a lot more sense to see Badu Tito, you know, a, delivering a banger match with Okada and Okada putting him over, making him look strong, just like he made Jonah, just like he made Tom Lawler look in the G1. He's yeah. gonna do the same thing for Bad Dude, and I'm looking forward. It's gonna be, I'm excited for you know Bad Dude Tito, man. And like I said, I go, I got Okada, but other than that, I'm excited for Bad Dude Tito. He's getting his night two like singles matchup. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm really happy. What do you got on this one, Mister IQ? I'm going with you. I got Okada. Uh, You're gonna make him look strong. He's going to make Bad Tito look like a million bucks, even in a loss. And we've all said that we've been impressed what he's done on the Burn Spirit Tour. This is a way to get him that one-on-one match that he, he really hasn't had, uh, being behind Jonah. And they, we're, we're going to see a lot in this matchup, which is good, especially on the T, uh, TMDK side. And you might even see him have a couple of close calls with getting a three count, but you got to have Okada win the match going into that uh, big matchup with Jonah at Declaration of Power. All right. De Niro, floor zero. Yeah, same thing like you guys said. You know, bad dude Tito is going to have a good showing. Okada is going to make him look like a million bucks, but Okada needs to win this matchup. I'd be absolutely shocked if Okada does not win this matchup. So I think that for sure Okada wins this, stays strong going into the match with Jonah. I swear if that does happen, I'm going to be messaging you guys because I'm going to be like, yeah! oh, it be because <laughs> fuck, if that does happen, I'll be in shock, man. And yeah. I'm not in shock with this one here, though, but I mean, we're going to get it. And I think. It's going to develop to the, the, the storyline of Okada and Jonah. We're getting Tomohiro Ishii versus Jonah. We are going to see Jonah probably. Uh, I hate to say it, Tomohiro, but he's not going to get your ass whooped on this one. I hope you could deliver a match to this guy. I know it's your last run. Should be your last run because the last thing I want is to see you. You got knocked the fuck out. I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, no, you need to stick with a young life. Suzuki's doing. Do that at least. You no man. Jonah's gonna man dismantle you, man. I heard. I, I, I will be if he picked the most. I will be like fuck, but we'll see. But I I got Jonah, of course. He's gonna take it. 
I just, I'm just cringing for Ishi. Like, oh, oh, don't get hurt. But we, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Take it away, then. This is going to be a good match. Uh, I feel like he's going to carry his own in this one. But you're going to see a lot of, like, just like with the all out with the Ishi uh, match with Kingston, where they're just staying there and chopping each other. You're going to see a little of that in this matchup because you got two big guys. But, like, this. He just doesn't have anything for Jonas' athleticism. Like, a lot of people mm. don't realize how athletic of a guy he is, even though he's that big. Yeah, just the fact that he can go on the top rope and do the things that he does is very impressive. And uh, you're going to you, you, utilize Ishii's uh, power and strength to make Jonah's uh, athleticism look out of this world. That's what he's going to do. Ishii's going to have a couple close counters, but Jonah's going to get him at the end, and he's going to win with the torpedo off the top rope. Torpedo. Oh, Kevin Kelly would say, like, no, damn it, you got to see the full thing. I remember when he, you know how we talked about yeah. it, like, the, Fuck man, fucking Kevin Kelly. Hey, can I say, was I the only one that that thought that the commentary was a little off for uh, the other day, where it felt like they weren't talking into the mic half the time? They were doing it remote from their houses. That's why. Oh, so like live? Yeah, they were doing live, but it was remote because Kevin Kelly said he was in uh, Pennsylvania, and the other dude, I've got his name, he said in his house in England. So. Okay, because well, it, like I like usually when they do like the the recordings of it, it sounds fine. But it, this time it seemed like off, like not like yeah. the, the sync of them with the match, just like on the mic. It seemed like they weren't talking into it, or like the 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 how they had it plugged in was just wrong. It's funny because there was a part I believe in the opening matchup, if I'm not mistaken, where Kevin Kelly says, "Get close to the mic." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now yeah, they were doing it remotely. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be, I think there'll be an attendance for this weekend's Royal Quest. I, uh, I know yeah, probably Connor, so. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine so. I, they have to be. I mean, that's a must. I hope they are. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I, I, I man, I wish I had Archer was there to go comment. I love his comments. Or even Tom Lawler's. I would love yeah. to see those other comments. Or Shingo's daddy. <laughs> I'm your daddy. No, I'm your daddy. No, ELP's money on commentary. Oh hell yeah! Some somebody tell me what a who's your daddy match? What is that gonna be? That's what we're, what we're saying earlier. Like, what the fuck is that gonna be? What is Vince Russo? Oh, <laughs> Vince Russo. Russo, if you're involved with this shit, man, I bro, I, no one would hire bro. me. I had to go to Japan, bro. Nobody will, trip, at, nobody will hire me. Nobody will hire me at Target, bro. So you don't have to go to Japan. Bro. As crazy as crazy as a, a match title that it is, that storyline has been money between oh, yeah. those it's two. It's fucking entertaining. Oh man, absolutely. I yeah. mean, hit us with that zero. main event. Oh, I think Jonah's going to destroy Tamahiro Yoshi. He's going to look like a fucking monster going into the match with Okada. So I'm all with it, and I fucking love Tamahiro Yoshi, but. Right now, Jonah keep building his stock because if he's going against Okada, you want to make him look like he's going to actually beat Okada, which we all know is not going to happen. But until then, you want to make him seem like he's going to be a real threat to Okada. So keep mm-hmm. building his stock. Exactly. Well, here, here's, here's the question, though, now that I'm thinking about it. 
because it's not for the briefcase, why can't Jonah beat Okada? That's a good question. That is a great question. And because then have them rematch at uh, KLPW. Yeah, because if the briefcase isn't involved, that takes away the need for Okada to have to win because he'll lose the briefcase. Now that he's not yeah. losing the briefcase because they haven't added that stipulation in, why can't Jonah win again? And then force the issue of then have two wins on Okada and be like, why Why don't you put the, uh, the briefcase up now? And then, yeah, and then, you, you have that match at like that, KOPW. Yeah. Makes sense. That actually can make sense. You're right. It makes sense. I like mm. it. I like it. I like it. I like it, like it, like it, like it. I love it. All right. Because then you've all been waiting for it. So let's just. Oh, God. Okay. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Was that was awesome. me. That was me before I got on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the main event here on night two of Royal Quest. And I guess the stipulation is not confirmed. We'll find out on that Sunday if the the winner of this will challenge Will Osprey for the IWGP US Championship belt. If it is, I will be stoked to see it. But the and I, I mentioned I, earlier. We said I think they did. I think they they mentioned it because if you watch, well, not official, but when eh, Osprey finally gets the mic and he's like, "Oh, I finally got the mic now." He goes, "Whoever wins this, he was like, it doesn't matter who wins because I'm gonna beat you." You know, so you can only yeah. imagine it's going to be uh, the number one contendership. So. But yeah. we want a triple threat match. That's what the nerd and I were saying. Make it a fucking no contest ending. Make it a triple threat. And oh. And have that oh, shit oh. at the Palladium on 44th Street. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to do it for you guys. <laughs> it was so good uh, that it was silent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Now, that's my... Fuck it. Just make it a no contest. Make it a triple third match. I don't give a shit. But, oh, man. This is going to be an entertaining match. The first part of the matchup, I believe. So, I think this is a 27 minute, maybe 20, maybe a little bit longer than that. But I think it's going to go to 27 minutes. Top 20, between 25, okay, 22 to 27 minutes. I say this match will go the length. And at the yeah. end, it's either because, I mean, you know, Zach Zomber, hometown UK. I'm bloody going home. You know, so he's going home. So very happy for him. But uh I don't know. I, I wish it could be no contest because I want these two guys to I want Osprey to come out. He's like, I want him to just be like, man, shit. I just want him to be like, damn. Face fucking both of these guys. Like, yes. And then you get what you want, De Niro. Book it over there. He's gonna be I cannot believe this shit. Yes, that's what we want to see. So that's what that's my prediction for that. Fucking let it happen. Let it happen. Make it a no contest. I don't care who wins. Nobody wins. Get Will Osprey to face off both both of them triple threat match for the US belt. That's my prediction. Big Dad. How do I go after that now? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going with uh, I'm going with Zach Sieber Jr. the hometown uh, guy, the Brit. You know, Zach Sieber Jr. the the technical uh, king here, of course. And what better way to end uh, Royal Quest than to find out that you're going to get two Brits uh, fight each other for the U.S. Championship? How funny <laughs> is that? You know, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like we were, they were talking about how. This is going to be the first time at Decoration of Power, the first main event where you got two guys in, in the main event for the title uh, in Tamatanga and, and Jay White. The, the first time they had a non Japanese wrestler in the title match. And what better way to have a U.S. title match the, uh, like developed than to have two Brits go after it with no U.S. It goes with the theme, right? Yeah, it goes, <laughs> it goes with the theme. Like the one thing that I do hate is the fact that with Naito losing, where does that lead Naito? What is Retirement. he going to do after this? Well, we know that's going to end up do that, but it's like you're you're two months away from Wrestle uh, Kingdom. Who's he going to face? Does that mean maybe you're going to get a setup at Wrestle Kingdom with him against somebody from AEW? Because Rui. Title picture wise, you're seeing a lot of things shaping up, and he's just not in any of them. I uh, mean, was... Matt did say on Circle Debate, he said he could see Naito going after John Moxley for the title, and I was like, I don't see that happening, but maybe it does. I would be all in for that, and it could be yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom. Like I said, like I felt like like a couple of these matches will happen at Wrestle Kingdom because it'll be like the old school Wrestle Kingdom where you would have like the the Rev, the British Championship, which changed to Rev Pro, defended at Wrestle Kingdom, or you had like the TNA title defended there, Ring of Honor defended their stuff there. Yeah, like I want to bring it back, bring it back to the old school with it. And what better way to have like Naito, where you, like resort to, oh, if I can't challenge for the New Japan title, I might as well go for the AEW and have him come over here somehow. That'd be fire, but. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I had Zack Sabre Jr. win this one. The, even though these guys all have unfinished business together, the three of them, I feel like I'd rather right now see Sabre against Osprey because I felt like that was a lit match at the New Japan Cup where uh, where Sabre won because of the ref. Yes, yeah. because of the fucking ref. Yes. One thing I will throw out, though, what you said, unless... Somebody comes in and causes Zack Sabre to lose. Turns out to be. Oh. Be... Oh. 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 I forgot all about that. <laughs> ah. And so, and so now you have Nidos doing something with Osprey. Mm-hmm. Or it could be Zombie well, winning where... and having well, Zombie challenging Brian for the U.S. Yeah. Maybe. That could happen because, as we know, we're never going to see CM Punk and Tanahashi uh, like we thought was going to happen. not going to happen. No. <laughs> New Japan doesn't want anyone getting bit. No, they don't want getting anybody bit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. No. no I'm pretty no, sure they're no. like. No, they don't. <laughs> 
Plus, plus CM Punk's injured for the next six months on top of that. So yeah, and, and, then, and then after not. the six months, he'll be injured for another six months. Yes, he will. Yeah. Take it away, Daniel. I mean, however, we could get to a triple threat. That's that's what I would love to see. But if not, I'm definitely going for Zack Saber Jr. Um, like I said in earlier in the show, like I, I feel like their feud in Rev Pro was amazing way before they even were in New Japan. So I think that it would be great to like run that back. Um, Naito, I don't think Naito needs this victory as much as Zack Saber Jr. does. I think that would be a big victory for him and could lead to a big matchup. But I mean, who knows? I, Naito's last run, he he could. It's not confirmed that this is his last run. We're just assuming, but I could see him getting one more big matchup for a title. So it's going to be really interesting. But because we're in the UK, I could see Zack Saber Jr. getting the victory for this. I, I could see him win the belt. I could see him beat getting the belt from Osprey. Like I could see that I, too. I, I said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it until. It doesn't happen, and then I just kick myself for just going all in and doubling down every time. <laughs> I feel like Kenny Omega is going to come back, and he's going to cost Osprey somehow. Some he made mention of it on the show on uh, Burning Spirit, like subliminally. Yeah. He said the other people that right now have been living in Zach's, I mean, living in uh, Will Osprey's mind rent free. One mm-hmm. is David Finley. The other one's suspended right now. And technically, he's still in. He's actually in Japan right now. Still. Yeah, at the moment, he, yeah. he's been with uh, he doing stuff uh, for the game, and then uh, of course, Kota Ibushi seen him and then just he's suspended. But apparently, there's been talks that his suspension's not going to be as big, yeah. and he'll be back if by November. Like I think, just like they were talking about, like with like Adam Cole. And O'Reilly, Adam Cole is going to be back by right after four gear, so around that time. And you could have the the Zack Sabre Jr. or Osprey match at the at the pay per view spot of Autumn Attack because I believe that's what the the next tour is going to be. And that's around the time that Kenny Omega comes back, and you can have him cost Osprey the title. Yeah, and it could pr- promote two matches for Wrestle Kingdom, which is Osprey Omega and then Zack Saber Jr. defending the U.S. title against Brian Danielson. Yeah, if that if all that plays out like that, that Wrestle Kingdom card is going to be fucking stacked. Like, if, if they do that, they better hire me right now. Dano, <laughs> listen up. I want to get paid. For my, I, I want to get paid for my wild takes because exactly. that's where they are. They're wild because exactly. I know they're not going to happen, but they do happen. I'm going to come on here and I'm going to come on here drunk. So because I'm going to be so. <laughs> Hell <happy>. yeah! <laughs> I think we are. Uh, uh, man, Dan after us. dark. We got Dan yes. after dark tonight. <laughs> <laughs> after, hours. after hours. After hours. With, after hours. With damn. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We gave you two hours of our fantastic time. We are looking forward. And we'll be back next week because we have to give our recapping Royal Quest 2 and also give it our predictions because on October 10th, 
You have New Japan Power Declaration of Power coming to you October 10th. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, I think a lot of people are like, what's going to happen with the, with the uh, uh, ELP and Shingo match, though? Who is your daddy match? And mm. Who is your got- daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> they already have five matches for it, too. And then one of them's the the Renderita comeback. Yes. So. Yes, he will be coming back. They'll they'll announce a later date for that. So they do have Kolkata versus Jonah, Tomatanga challenging Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Title, Kushida coming back versus Taji Jimori. I don't know if it's for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. It is. They, so they haven't announced it though. I'm surprised they haven't put it here. And of course, a KOPW 22 provisional matchup. Who is your daddy match? Shingo Takaka defending it versus ELP El Fantasmo. And that is on October 10th. Make sure you guys. I would love. I would love if the Who's Your Daddy match was like an I Quit matchup, but instead of saying I Quit, you have to say You're My Daddy. That, oh, <laughs> I think they could do that. I think yeah. they would. I think they would. I, I, that'd be awesome. To see. I, I wouldn't know who's buying the shirt. That's what I want to know. Oh, I want to know who's man. buying that shirt yeah. because I remember he posted it on his Twitter, and he was like, "What." What look do you like? And everybody voted this one. So he had everybody vote. And I'm like, and I believe I did see it. Like, you can buy the shirt. And I'm like, who is really buying that? All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for the I was trying to look for the picture earlier on Twitter. You know that you saw that fan that had a that had the sign that said, Oh yeah, she goes your daddy. It had them on, on two different sides. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yes. Great sign. Looking, oh man, I was looking for you see a fantastic like whatever he just threw it out like oh I thought he was gonna throw it in the crowd or he was just gonna you know break this yeah. shit apart but he didn't do it oh but I I was so happy I'm so stoked we're back well give us some New Japan now because now we got some good shit and this good shit is gonna be such good shit all right I'll play this is fucking play it. Play it. such good shit good shit because over here we made we make movies we do make movies that's so it is. And shout out to the crowd being back. I, I yeah. you know, like we've had a month of it. It's great. It's actually kind of nice seeing uh, red shoes without the mask on. Uh, you know, yeah. I almost forgot what he looked like because I haven't seen. <laughs> because if it, if everybody doesn't remember, I didn't start watching this until like a year and a half, two years ago, when the pandemic like was just starting. So it's yeah. like this is for me. This is almost a new. Uh, thing uh, actually getting to see the crowd uh, yeah. because I I started watching right before uh, the pandemic happened when evil turned on uh, of course uh, like lost in Aubrey State Japan that was around the time I started like a, a couple months beforehand and like the first feud I saw was the evil against Hiromu the junior uh, champ versus the heavyweight champ so the like for me, like I did watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, like that January, and that was what my like. Oh, I gotta watch this uh, with like weekly now. I gotta get into this, but I'm like, I, I I'm not used to seeing the crowd at all these events now. So it's like yeah. it's a nice thing to see the reactions, the clapping, the cheering, and then just see everybody just getting into it more and not have to be kind of secluded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so definitely, yeah. 
I'm looking forward. We're going to have a lot of a stack show here back in the New Japan show. You know, besides what we're going to cover, recapping World Quest 2, we got to give our predictions for Declaration of Power. And then after that, you do have the road to Battle Autumn 22. And so they start from uh, Friday, October 14th, all the way to November 5th. We're not gonna, depending what matches that are really highlighted that we need to cover, we will cover them. We're not going to cover yeah. We can't go to G1, man. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. That is too and, much. But, but, but then right after that, we got the World Tag League and the Junior Tag League. So. That's right. And then yeah. you just right. And then, uh, man, you, Jesus, that's right. And then you have on November 11th, uh, New Zealand's pay-per-view, the New Japan uh, Tamashi on mm-hmm. November 11th. And that's We got, uh, the, we got the crossover. Crossover. And then you have the historic t- uh, over uh, X over on November twentieth. Yeah. The Stardom event. So I think that's when they're going to start crowning the, you know, the new IWGP yeah. champion. And then the World Tag League on November twenty first. Till the seventeenth. Ah, we got a lot of shit, and we're we're a lot coming up. A lot of good shit. I'm happy. I love you. Yes, we're here. I'm hoping. We'll be here. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see. Uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols in one of the tournaments, whether it's it. the word tag or the junior tag. I'm I'm going to say the junior tag right now. I think that would be the better one uh, for them at least. But it will be cool to see them uh, like as a tag team back in Japan because everybody knows they were here before. Word. Shout oh, out Kofi. Shout out Kofi. Dirty Heels podcast. Yeah. Dirty Heels, and even check him out on Twitch. He he does Twitch streams, uh, gaming. So check him out on there, and oh, yeah. also, because I think he plays under Kofi Wheatston under there too. So mm-hmm. uh, give him a follow and watch him on Twitch. Oh yeah, yeah. check yeah. out our interview with Jeremy Prophet from last week. Absolutely, man. But here you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Great two hours and six minutes here for you guys for all of our audio platform listeners around the world. Thank you so much. Saludos a America por escuchar, for New Japan as well. We'll be back next week recapping World Quest 2, giving our prediction for Declaration of Power, and then we head on to a lot more New Japan stuff coming up. And that is excited. The Nero's excited, and I'm excited. And uh, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel right now. Don't forget to follow, subscribe to Mis Familia right here. Make sure you subscribe to Cage My IQ. Description right below where you can follow. Mr. Dan Bakley on his social media platforms, Twitter, IG, and also on his YouTube channel. Subscribe. He provides you not only just pro wrestling, but also the best MMA content as well. As he's giving his predictions for this Saturday already for, is it for Dern and for Sun, right? I believe it was. Uh, yeah, for Dern and Zhaonan Young. Zhaonan Young. So, yes, he already gave his predictions. Make sure you click on all your MMA fans. And of course, you can catch me at Mano here, Mr. De Niro, every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast on the COD channel. But I believe he's going to be taking a little quick break because he's in a. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be the last podcast for the week. So I'm going to be uh, going to surgery Thursday. So I'm going to be taking all the way off until Monday. A little mini vacation, but I'll be back Monday with more Wrestling DeLorean good podcast. Luck. Good luck with the recovery. Thank That's you. I right. appreciate that for sure. Thank Good you. luck with that recovery, man. Thank yes, you. that is right. This close information. You want to ask that? Go ask Meltzer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you will go ask Meltzer or yeah, you yeah. guys the, the direct source. 
or uh, Sean Rossap. Okay, you'll find out. In fact, makes make recovery your daddy. There you go. <laughs> As ELP would say. Yep. That's what I got to do. I fucking love it. Well, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the whole Stevie's one. I've been seeing with my other host, my familia, Mike Nero, Circle Debate, Wrestling the DeLorean Podcast, and Dan Bakley, Case My IQ, and part of Circle Debate as well. Wish you guys that see you guys next week. Not only that, don't forget, we all don't just do podcasting. We fucking make history. See you next week.